Well, hello, Jonathan. Hello, three whole months almost. Yeah. What are the, what are some of the milestones we've achieved since the last recording? I think the biggest one is going to be releasing the Jam Commerce podcast. We've been spending a bunch of time on that, and um, I was excited to get the first few episodes out. Yeah, we've uh, what is it now? We've got three episodes out. There's uh, one in the wings to be released, and we're also we've got another one to record soon. Um, so that'd be five, and you know, we've spoken to some interesting people. It's been been nice to kind of, um, you know, speak to some some kind of actual influential people in the commerce space. Stripe um, commerce tools, pretty good. Yeah, it's been great to kind of get you know hear kind of the thoughts and opinions on the commerce stack and what that's looking like today, um, and. Yeah, it's it's been a fun ride, and I'm excited to kind of speak to others and going forward. I've got kind of one plug and one confession around the the whole Jam Commerce podcast, and one of them is we recorded an episode, and I recorded audio from. I'm guessing I recorded the audio from my MacBook audio when I was recording. Um, obviously that was closed, so it wasn't picking up the audio from my <laughs> mic. So we haven't Genius. been able we haven't been able to um, edit that episode fully. However, I have full intentions to edit that um, episode. You know, give my full respect to the the interviewee um, and dub the episode with my voice. So I will do that, um, and we'll get that episode out because it was an interesting discussion um, of a of a of a founder. Um, he was a serial maker, and I think it's worthwhile getting that episode out because we don't really have any of those. On the podcast yet so i think it would be a cool it'd be cool to release that um that's a bit of a faux pas then you didn't <laughs> yeah. yeah um and a I, hope, I hope you're recording this one correctly i i i am i'm just checking i can see the audio moving the waves are moving there so uh, i'm always nervous to check the drop down in case i um deselect it or whatever um, yeah but it's recording quick times very um What's the word? Volatile. We're very. It's very delicate. You kind of sit, you set it to record, and then you don't ever look. You don't even look at it the wrong way, just in case it decides to stop re- recording. Yeah, we should probably use one of these professional tools now. Um, we've got a few episodes out. Kind of move to something that records it for us, and we can edit it in browser or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, that was fun um, and, a, and a lesson learned. A selfish plug would be. Um, a re- based around the whole jam commerce is I released a project called headlesscommerce.org which is a commerce directory um, for all of the kind of tools that are available for commerce builders so if anyone is looking to build uh, a commerce site um, and kind of go after this whole DXP and you know building the whole experience with the best of breed services well finding the tools is it's really you know there's there's some places you can go online to kind of read reviews of the best tools in SMS or communication or email search or whatever, um, but there isn't anything that kind of brings these all together. So the guy, you know, the, I worked with um, a couple of the founders of another commerce startup, and what we did was kind of just put together a curated list and kind of put that on a website, added a simple search to it, and bam, we could now have a list where people can use. And the kind of the reception has been quite good we've had quite a lot of suggestions for new things to add um and now we kind of have to put together some kind of content around 
how we curate those because you know i'm no expert in the industry but i've kind of got some i've spent some time in it and my kind of experience in kind of curation of these tools is purely based on developer experience so i guess it's kind of like a panel thing where we all kind of vote based on you know developer experience ease of use pricing and um you know and what have you so we've got to put some content together around that to kind of show people how we create the curate the, the you know the tools that are on there but uh that should be fun what about opening up that up to the community like upvoting product on style yeah um so right now there's functionality on there to bookmark something um so you can go on there you can bookmark something if you're searching for it um and when you return it's kind of still bookmarked but what i would like to do is have a page to show your bookmarks and all of that happens uh in local storage but certainly open to the idea of allowing people to upvote stuff um, but then we kind of get in the realm of what product hunt was early on that was a place to add cool resources that people could upvote um and i i think i would personally just want this to remain as a curated list um but you know having some kind of community interaction is certainly worthwhile maybe maybe that's comments i don't know what yeah what you could what you could do maybe and well i use this i'm going to pitch this idea like i use this and you could interview like other makers in the space and they'll give you their stacks and then it's like their curated stack for building commerce projects um it's yeah, a good idea um yeah it's something we've I think we've discussed very briefly before was kind of not liking but kind of marking it as something you use so if this is a tool you use then you can kind of see this is used by you know x amount of people uh, but certainly adding those interviews would be would be an interesting dynamic so i'll uh i'll uh i'll add it to the ideas board for that project certainly so um i've been working on some other stuff before i kind of dive into that um curious to hear what you've been doing since the last podcast um what 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 have what's been interesting and taking up your time it's been that long since we recorded i can't actually remember if we talked about the graph cms release i feel like we did mention it briefly but there's been a lot of hap- happening at graph cms since then and uh, most most recently we bumped our free uh, developer plan it's now a lot more appealing, get webhooks, more content entries, uh, more users on your project. So if you're looking for a headless CMS, definitely check us out. Uh, GraphQL, native GraphQL. So um, that's exciting. Also, we kind of did, um, we released versioning uh, functionality for your content. So you're able to roll back the previous versions and, and so on things like that we did some streams around that which is we've been doing some streams which is cool um it's nice to start actually creating content because that's what we were kind of hired to do there so we've been actually live streaming um more of that to come on a more personal level um i've actually been doing a bit of consulting um just because needs must have got a wedding to pay for so i need to um need to kind of get bring a bit more money in so i've been consulting uh, on a couple of projects um personally also working on some fme things so still poking around with this subscription model idea and actually getting close to launching that now that gyms can open 
on July 25th, we feel like that's a good time to kind of position this and, and release this and hopefully capture some of that excitement that's people are getting back in the gym. So I've just been working on that. Um, and that's all, it's powered by Firebase. So I kind of was looking at using user base. Um, but they have, you know, it's a subscription fee service. Um, and it looks really awesome. And then encryption, you can actually attach a Stripe subscription to your user base project to kind of um, add that authorization element for people who are only subscribed. So that's nice out of the box, but I wanted the excitement of actually kind of, you know, we're a developer, so I'm going to build it myself. So I'm using Firebase or Firestore and GraphCMS actually to actually deliver the content, obviously with uh, behind a Stripe subscription. So I was thinking about creating some content around that, um, but at the moment I'm just trying to get it in a place where we can actually um, get it to staging and for a few people to test out. And then I might kind of retrospectively create some content about building uh, a Next.js app with Firebase um, and Graph CMS. Nice, sounds good. I did one. One, I didn't realize gyms are opening again soon, so that's cool. Um, and two, I'm kind of, kind of nostalgic here around Firebase because I used it quite a long time ago when it was just you know very new and it didn't have everything it has today. Um, but certainly things like Auth is something that kind of stood out as real nice because you can kind of just in a way do one click things and it kind of con you know it'll in build what it needs to do the ser on the server side for you and then it's just up to you to kind of integrate the ui stuff so that's really fun um and kind of bringing all these tools together uh to 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 build that model out is sounds really fun so uh, i'm excited to see see that once once you're ready to show it one thing um, i really like one thing i really like about firebase auth um and i spoke about this in previous episodes and it takes the pain away of managing client sessions and tokens and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you essentially, they have a JavaScript SDK you can use within within a React app. Um, you authenticate. Essentially, they have a, there's like a listener function you can just use as an effect. Um, and for whenever the authentication state changes, you just update your state in the application. Um, so it's, it's it's actually really nice. There's some basic examples in the Next.js examples repository. If you have a look there, um, it's pretty really straightforward, and they, they, they work with a lot of the social providers as well. So you can set up Google um, sign in, Facebook sign in, Twitter sign in, uh, even Apple sign in, I believe. So GitHub as well. So you can kind of have all these providers and it actually kind of attaches itself to a single account so I could have an account but be able to sign in with both email, password and uh, a Google account uh, under the same actual profile. Uh, so it's it's pretty powerful out of the box. Obviously Auth0 offer similar functionality but I've tried to use Auth0 in the past albeit a while ago and I, I struggled to get up and running because I didn't want to use their um, they kind of pre-baked UI. I just wanted like an API or an SDK to interface with, and I couldn't actually figure out if they offered that. They might do now. That's cool. And if they, one of the observations just kind of hearing you talk about what you're using to build this is 
maybe it was a few years ago when we first started kind of working together i was heavily in on next js at that time um and you were kind of exploring a lot of the gatsby stuff um and it feels like it's kind of switched a little bit um i'm spending a lot more time with gatsby now um and while i still really like next js uh i've kind of been playing around a lot more with gatsby and you seem to have kind of you know kind of done full circle and kind of are looking at next js a lot more now um is that true do you think I think mostly speaking, yes, I would say if I was to start a project today, um, and obviously projects vary, project needs vary, and but mostly speaking, I would say if I was to start a new project today, it would probably be with Next.js. Um, they, as of Next 9.3, I believe, they have the... Uh, static generator now they have ssg um apis that you can call that run on build time so previously they were completely server rendered um server rendered applications now you can have essentially what is kind of like a um a mix of everything so you can do you know server rendered apis for data that has to be kind of updated and then you can have also static pages which are serving data from the cms and then also perhaps some client side data which is fetched uh, which is what i've been using with something like react query or swr um, so i like that mix of that and obviously that's all possible with gatsby but i think with gatsby and i again use it a lot heavily especially graph cms and some of the work i'm doing at the moment but with gatsby you've got this kind of requirement to model to their um, GraphQL engine. So they have a very advanced and very powerful GraphQL engine, internal GraphQL engine that builds their own local data nodes and, and so on. And you have to kind of conform to that if you want to take advantage of all of the benefits of Gatsby, as opposed to Next.js, which is just, hey, the, here's these lifecycle hooks uh, for fetching data, whether that be static or... Um, server side use them as you will essentially it's in at this point you're in a node environment so you can just use um you can use node fetch or you can use um, apollo or you can use graphql request or any other kind of sdk stripe sdk um and you've got it's just a lot more flexible out of the box without having to um either source a plugin or write your own kind of Gatsby plugin. So yeah, I mean, I think they both have their strengths and there's been some back and forth on Twitter recently about which is best. And as I said, I think they both have their place and they're both very capable and they both have fantastic developer experiences. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say I I wouldn't say I would not use Gatsby or not use Next.js, but at the moment I definitely find myself working more or favoring myself to work more with Next.js where possible. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I think, in the words of DHH, the Gatsby's more configuration over convention, and Next.js is probably more convention over configuration. And I've been using Gatsby a lot recently. Um, and one of the things I've been doing is I've actually been working alongside um, one of our old colleagues with one of our old colleagues, Ollie, uh, who is a designer. And we've kind of put together this design for a map. 
and what the map is essentially it's a Gatsby plugin so we I'm recording some videos I've, I've done about six videos so far and it walks you through it through creating a Gatsby plugin with theme UI and Gatsby and Google Maps and Al Algolia um, I didn't originally have Algolia but I've added it just as an extra dynamic but we kind of walk through creating a map that has pins on that is completely powered by uh, data that's locally in the repo that you you give it um, wherever you install the plugin um, and maybe this is a bonus video we'll kind of include you know hosting those locations with graph cms um, so nice. I'm excited about that um, but yeah I've kind of been using a lot of Gatsby recently and I tried to rebuild it in Next.js and believe it or not building it in Next.js was a lot faster because I didn't have to go through the hoops of configuring everything but then you know there's downside of well how do i share this thing around now people kind of have to copy and paste code and that's one of the benefits of the gatsby ecosystem is things like plugins and themes if yeah. i want to include things like google analytics or google maps i can just include a gatsby plugin and it kind of injects things into the body or the head or whatever um and all i have to do is kind of pass in my keys in a config file in one file for everything i can configure it there that's really powerful and that goes with themes as well if i wanted to have a map on one page and a blog on the other well there's stacks of uh, gatsby themes now where you can just install stuff so um i've been in, i've been enjoying playing with that but i totally also enjoy working with next.js and those life cycle methods you said um you know they're they're really pleasant to work with as well yeah and one of the coming to next.js from gatsby and one of the things that I've missed a bit is so obviously they have the life those lifecycle data fetching hooks um, get static props and get server side props I think um, they're they're only available in at page level whereas in Gatsby you also have a nice use static query uh, hook which you can import at component level and then fetch data, uh, stack data for specific to that component. You don't have that with Next. You would have to do that um, client side, essentially. Uh, as I understand it, I could be wrong, but I feel like, you know, so there's, there's some differences, there's some trade-offs to both. Um, you know, they're not they're not identical. Um, and they're, you know, just, yeah, there's, there's no right or wrong, I think. Um, I think, Next is probably flavored more towards building applications um, and perhaps Gatsby is better for more static uh, marketing driven sites. Although you can, as again said, you can definitely run Gatsby as a, as a fully fledged React application. Um, you know, it is a React application when it rehydrates in the browser. Yeah, so you can do definitely do authentication um, client-side fetching with Apollo or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we could talk for hours about this, but <laughs> they're both really awesome. Yeah, definitely. What also is awesome is Warzone. Yes, Warzone. We are playing? not awesome at it, though. <laughs> We've been playing Warzone well, quite not. regularly, where um, every, every other night at the moment, it seems, we're hitting... Um, hitting Warzone and um, Vidansk, downtown Vidansk. The, yeah, downtown or West Promenade. Um, Those are the spots, like yeah. To, you know, we could 
we could be uh, always we always tend to head for Superstore when Craig's playing with us. Um, Craig Tweedy, that's a nice quick that's a nice quick trip to the Gulag. Um, but yeah, yeah. Warzone's it's just been nice to switch off and play a bit of Warzone and kind of just have some fun. Um, I feel like I live in the Gulag, if you can call it that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Gulag's we... where it's at. I get most of my kills in the Gulag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a shame you can only go in there once per game because um, I'd probably have like you know ten kills a game otherwise. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we normally play what we normally play. We try and play quads. Um, myself, you, Craig, um, Andrew Waters as well from. We all kind of work together at Malton, so we try and get together a few times a week and um, play play some some battle royale quads. Yeah, well, I'll be on tonight because the wife's staying out. So, oh, lucky man! I'll be on, um, and probably tomorrow night as well. Yeah, I mean, we should we should probably talk about some uh, our preferred war zone tactics or uh, loadouts, weapons, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. I I'm running the uh, the grow at the moment, like everybody else in war zone. Yeah. Um it, it was kind of nerfed a little bit. Uh but it, you know, it has a little bit of recoil now. Maybe it requires a couple of more bullets to kill, but it's pretty much untouched. It's not as big as what everyone was expecting it to be. Um and then I always run um with a secondary weapon being a sniper. So I kind of traded ghost for to carry a sniper. So I just roll around with an AK. I think it's. I'm using the HDR at the moment. Um, and if I see a um, an oceanographer on the ground, I pick that up because that's a pretty cool blue pin blueprint. <laughs> um, uh, I, I I think that's awesome. Um, so I run around with those two. Um, and I'm always I'm always a fan of getting a gas mask when I can and not being afraid to kind of play the gas sometimes towards that final circle. Yeah, that's definitely the tactic to play. Hug the gas. Um, well, as it gets smaller, um, it's definitely beneficial to have a mask and just to sit in the gas or on the on the gas line for as long as possible. Um, yeah, so like my loadout is probably very similar, minus the sniper. Growl, um, I think I carry a secondary weapon, although I'm not sure why because I never use it. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I just rock a... The growl, and then I think I have a secondary SMG. It might be a f- this is yeah. This goes to show how little I use it because I don't even know what it is. It might be the Fennec. Um, yeah, um, maybe I should just roll back to one primary and um, get Ghost on board. Might help. Might help me. Some might help me live a bit longer. Yeah, I do have kind of a secondary. I kind of have a tweak to the the class that I'm rolling right now, so. If I'm towards the like final circle and there's a loadout drop, I'll switch to just the growl and then I'll have ghost on um, on that one, so it makes that uh, you know final circle even harder for for the enemy searching you. Um, but but I sometimes always forget to do that, or I'll accidentally choose the wrong class. But I I did get some new some new uh, earphones, new headset, a razor headset for Father's Day, um, and that's been pretty. Uh, pretty good. It's a significant up- upgrade in the sound quality, um, so that's quite fun. So it's like boosted your kill death ratio two times. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I can hear them coming now and it's got the whole surround sound stuff so I can really pinpoint, you know, if they're right behind me or, you know, to my left or right. It's pretty cool. Yeah, doesn't matter though, we still die nine times out of ten. Well, let's get back to Warzone. Yes, let's. No worries. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you at Verdansk and uh, let's, uh, let's go get them. All right, see you soon.